Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We are back from another short hiatus. Uh, you know, just busy, busy, busy coaching baseball, but welcome back. I uh, hope everybody's doing good out there. We're slowly getting into spring. You know, we've had uh, March showers brings April flowers is what it's turned into. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, please hit the like button and the subscribe button. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, uh Please follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Um, leave it a five-star review on Apple, and you can also review on Spotify now. So if you go do that for me, please, and thank you. And also, Coach Steve Show is now on Patreon, uh, so make sure you go subscribe to that. There's going to be stuff posted there, uh, so go check it out, uh, patreon.com, the Coach Steve Show podcast. Now on Patreon, different levels where you can be – be on different levels you can be put in to get some merch you can be put in on shout outs you could uh, when i start getting guests you could uh, submit questions you can be a part of it call in video call and all that stuff so go check out the coach steve show on patreon.com it will be a way to support the show to help grow this i greatly 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 appreciate it uh this podcast brought to you by the bibs 
Media Network. If you go to Belly Up, I still believe it's BellyUpSports.com, but it's the Belly Up Media Network. Uh, go check that out. Uh, and the podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and the Back to the Basics books and drills. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, uh, check out his Back to the Basics drill manual series. Uh, we are all trying to get back to the basics of football coaches. We just had a meeting today, and we are looking to get simple and back to the basics, and one way to do that is drills. So CoachStoneFootball.com and check out his Back to the Basics books drill manuals. His very first book is over 500 pages. It is what you need if you're a football Football coach. Um, so today we are going to talk about the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. The reason why we are going to bring up Notre Dame Fighting Irish is one, we've talked about Marcus Freeman being hired as the new head coach, which is fantastic. Uh, Brian Kelly took the job at LSU. And the weird thing is, Brian Kelly takes the job at LSU and nobody really cared. Nobody's team really cared. Uh, you know, no, 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 they didn't really cheer for him. But what's weird is Brian Kelly goes to LSU and then Marcus Freeman, his defensive coordinator, becomes the head coach. Now, the guy that was the head coach at LSU beforehand tried to hire Marcus Freeman as his defensive coordinator. Yes, Coach Ed Odron. Coach Ed Odron has been popped up all over the place. After he was let go from LSU and he was reported to make, I believe, 16 to $18 million. Not a bad gig. He's been on podcast. I believe one of his sons now works for Miami, so he's been back on the U campus. Uh, he's been all over. He's been making rounds, talking to different people, going to different colleges and talking. A guy that just can't seem to stay away from college football, a guy that's coached football and been around football his entire life. Has a great story. Go read his book. It's a great story. He was seen at Notre Dame for their spring practices. So, Brian Kelly leaves for LSU. Ed Odron is seen for Notre Dame. Now, before you think about it, it did happen. Swirls of rumors started to go around where, is he going to coach at Notre Dame? What's he doing at Notre Dame? Because when he's at Miami, same thing. Is he going to come back to the U? Is he going to coach at the U? Coach Ed Odron is one of my favorite coaches. People have their opinions. People say that he didn't handle this LSU thing right at the end. Uh, maybe there's some things off off campus that he did. We all make mistakes. We all deserve other chances. And the thing is, though, he just won a championship a couple years ago. Goes through a lot. You know, maybe he should still be coaching at LSU. He's a great coach. If he wanted a job, I'm sure he could get one. He had talked about maybe taking a year off, relaxing, because all he's done – for years upon years upon years, probably longer than I've been alive, all he's done is recruit and coach. He's coaching the NFL for you know just a small stint a year or two, but he's a college football coach. He can't seem to stay away. He talks to people, so he will land a job as a head coach or a defensive coach or a defensive analyst or an assistant. So I wouldn't be surprised if he got that. But he was seen at Notre Dame. So the question has become: What kind of Connections does he have at Notre Dame? He almost hired Marcus Freeman as a defensive coordinator. So there's that. And I believe he just, Marcus Freeman wanted to be as a special guest. Uh, they must have some type of friendship relationship with him or whoever is on the coaching staff. So to come in to try to motivate the guys, to try to talk to them and, you know, oh, this is cool. We get a national championship coach on campus. So Coach Ed Odron was here on campus. Um, couple quotes came from it. One, he talked about, he said he loved the intensity of Notre Dame. He loved the fire. He said early in the morning, he heard the offensive line coach getting after, and he loves the intensity. He loves fire. That's how he coaches. That's why he wants coaches to coach. But then he says something interesting about Notre Dame and says it's not if, it's when 
they win a national championship because of who is in the building and this coaching staff. So let's take a listen to what Coach Ed Ogeron had to say and talk about their national championship chances. What a tremendous, tremendous university you have here. What a great coach and what a great coaching staff you have. Some of the best players in the country are right here in this group. I don't know when it's going to happen, but with this staff, this team, you're going to win it all. You're going to pick up the truth. Right, when it's going to happen, I don't know. I can't tell you that. How bad do you want it? You don't have to wait for it. Why somebody else needs to be better than you? I'll tell you what. Physicality, use it. It's not a team spirit. Use it. Okay? Good luck to you guys. Hey, I know you got a lot of things to do. Coach, thanks for letting me talk to this team. I am fired up. I can't wait to see you guys play. I'm going to be pulling for you guys. But remember this. This is your team. This is your brother. You fight for it. Hey, Coach, appreciate it. So, pretty nice things said from Coach Ed Odron about Notre Dame. Says that they have some of the best players in the country. Says that it's not a matter of when, it's if, not a matter of if, when they win a championship with the players they have there, with the coaching staff there, watching them at practice, saying he can't wait to see what they do. He loved coming to talk to them. So, a couple things taken from this, and the question mark becomes, can Notre Dame eventually win a championship? We're not necessarily talking about this year. We will. Could they win a championship this year? Could they win a national championship at all? So, let's talk about Notre Dame this year. I love the hire of Marcus Freeman as their head coach. Did well with the defense. They had a little bumps because before Marcus Freeman came in from Cincinnati, um, from the outside looking at Notre Dame, played a base defense. They always just stayed in what they did. Uh, They kept everything in front. They could come up and tackle because, you know, they had some big guys up front that could do their job. And they stayed base. And Marcus Freeman comes in and he adds a little more scheme to it, which was a little bumps in the road at the beginning, but then got the defense to play. But the biggest thing is outside of X's and O's, is can the players or do the players want to play for a coach? And that's a huge thing, especially with transfer portals, recruiting. And you saw when he they pulled for him to be hired. Now, some people wonder, well, why would you listen to 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds who they want to hire? Well, a couple things. One, I understand. Certain things players don't have the right to say because they are in college. They, you know... Their work is their football, but they don't have this huge real-world experience like some of us have, especially us now, especially me, where I could say where I'm 31 years old. Could have a little bit of say into that discussion. But at the same time, sports gets compared to real world, but sometimes we have to separate the sport and the real world. That's why sometimes in sports we have to separate politics from sports. Can't mix both. When we mix both, we get bad juju. We get a bad, you know, when you're trying to make a cake, it's just not going to rise. If You know, when you start adding all this extra stuff, you add all this extra things. Football, the same thing. Sports can't do that. So when players say, we love this guy, we love playing for him, we love the fire, we would love for him to lead us. And you saw when they announced him, they jumped up and down and they hugged him and they were freaking out. That showed you what they think of him. 
of Marcus Freeman. So you get the guy that's going to help motivate the guys to play and want them to play. And that's a huge thing outside of X's and O's. In Texas knows he's very well schemed. You saw it at Cincinnati, what he worked with. He had he's going to have, no offense to Cincinnati, should have better athletes at Notre Dame. Then you look at the coaching staff. He brought in a NFL coach as a defensive coordinator who was excited to come coach in college. Kept his offensive coordinator that was there. So they're going to run the same type of things. This, you know, all that stuff. Then you want to talk about recruiting. Okay. In 2022. Uh, Notre Dame was ranked nationally seven in recruiting for 2022 commits, which is pretty good. Then, you know, on this uh, 24-7 sports, uh, the farthest we can go is in the 2023 class. And as of right now, they're sitting at number one. Pretty, pretty good, right? So, so far, if you're looking at the 2022 recruiting class, with him and the 2023 recruiting class, it's pretty good. So you talk about recruits. So let's compare that to when Brian Kelly was there for his 2021. They were ranked number nine. Decent recruiting class the year before. They were 18. So if we're going to go back to 2019 even, they were 15 the year before that. In 2018, they were 10th. So, so far, Marcus Freeman starting off on the right foot and recruiting, which is huge, and it was shown. So is it possible for Notre Dame to win a championship? Notre Dame is a, you know, a college name. It's a blue blood when we talk about college basketball. Notre Dame is a blue blood of college football. When you think of college, when you hear college football, there's a few teams that come to mind, whether if you hate them or love them, you think of Notre Dame. And then as a relate, you think of Alabama. But I guarantee you even think about Miami. You even think about USC. You think about these other teams that win. Notre Dame was that team. Notre Dame is a blue blood. You think of Michigan when it comes to college football. But Notre Dame and Michigan have the same thing going on. Where you have people associated with Notre Dame. It seems to be almost like a championship or bust type of mentality. Fans, most fans, people involved with the college think they are always champions. That's why on Notre Dame you have the sign, play like a champion today. But Notre Dame has not won a championship since 1988. January 2nd, 1989 Fiesta Bowl, so the 1988 season, uh, was the most recent national championship that they've won. Ever since then, they have played in a couple national championships. They have had good seasons. They have had below average seasons. They have not won a national championship since 1988. So, I think Notre Dame fans sometimes need to take a step back and realize we want to strive to win a championship. But we have to understand there are other things out there now. Back then, it was Notre Dame. It was Michigan. There wasn't all these teams. Now you've got different teams like Alabama with Nick Saban in their room. Dabo Sweeney in there. Somewhere along the way from 1988 to 2022, they have lost their way. The recruiting battles. 
scheduling. I think the independent starts to hurt them because you look at these other teams that win championships. They compete in conferences, but they're also able to schedule non-conference. Notre Dame is stuck on this idea that you have these rival games. You have these historical games that they played back in the day that they have to continue. So when you play teams like a Navy, when you go play these other small schools for years upon years because you're independent and you can schedule who you want. And Notre Dame even has a loophole. In these conferences, you have to play a conference championship. So while Notre Dame sits at home after a 12-week season, you have Big Tens, SECs, ACCs, Big 12s, Pac-12, other conferences, go out and play a 13 game. And one of those teams that could probably be more qualified to make a playoff, more qualified to be in a championship from back in the day where we had computerized systems, they can sit back and watch. And when they beat up on each other, when the team gets knocked out because of this, they slide their way in and they always seem to disappoint. Now, it's it's hard to justify because some of these championships they've been in recent years are going against Alabama and, and Nick Saban. And, you know, if you're going to lose to somebody, you want to lose to Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. But history since 1988 is not going to bode well for Notre Dame to win a championship. Ed Odron believes because of the, cha- of the coaches they have, the players they have there, you look at the recruiting class, there is a small case to be made that they could possibly maybe compete for the playoff in a championship. But I believe there's something about Notre Dame where they will lose a game. And since they are independent, their schedule is not always top tier, like when you're always competing in these good teams. The Big 12 is better now. ACC is subpar, but you've got the Big 10 that's got good teams. You've got the SEC that's good teams. And some of these teams that can pick who they play, and they just pick them, and they pick them years ahead of time because they're good. Notre Dame picks them because they played them in the 70s and 80s, and there's this rich history that they feel like they have to uphold that they've played for a long time. So right now, looking at this, looking at Notre Dame's coaching staff, who they have, the type of offense they will most likely run similar to what they have been, there will be some tweaks. Marcus Freeman will put what he wants into there, but do what his coaches want to do. And that is fine. But... Is it going to be enough to win a championship? Coach Reese, who is our offensive coordinator, who played at Notre Dame, who coaches quarterbacks where quarterbacks have played well, how is it going to go? So when we look at this year's Notre Dame schedule, they open things up at Ohio State. That is going to be a tough game. I do not like Ohio State. There's not really anything, anytime, hardly ever, that I will root for Ohio State at all. But that is a tough game to open up to where Ohio State was on a roll last year after they figured it out. They were very close, and they were in contention of talks to be in the playoff, but so was Notre Dame. Then they go with Marshall. Marshall should be a win for them, but Marshall is not a bad football team. Then they play Cal, California. Cal. Should be able to win there. Then they play North Carolina, who has something to prove after this year. Then they play BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, 
Clemson, Navy, Boston College, and USC. It's not a terrible schedule. But there's some teams on here where you go, why are they playing them? It's because of this rich history because they think they owe the 80s something. They will play Stanford because they feel like they need to. You notice how they play a lot of Pac-12 teams as well. Then you got the UNLV on there. Now that one, most teams, you know, they schedule a team like that. Then they feel like they need to play Navy because there's this rivalry, this history. Boston College the same way. USC the same way. As long as Notre Dame is, is independent and doesn't go to a conference, they will be. it will be tough for them to win a championship. It's just the way it is. Why is it that way? I don't know. The structure, uh, the competition they play, um, maybe some consistency because year in, year out, you're going to know and you try to have that advantage. You can really gauge how the other coaches in your conference are recruiting and battle with them on recruiting. When you're playing a different schedule and these different teams and you you know you're looking ahead, but it's like are you, who are you gonna are you really gonna compete with these schools for recruiting though you might not play them the year after? There's something about being in a structured conference that helps these teams win these championships. And again, we're gonna look at um, Notre Dame's history. Now, Brian Kelly was there for a long time. Notre Dame can't win games. They can win bowl games. But if you're Notre Dame and you live off this champion mentality, we have to have a championship, we have to have a championship. To me, I also think some of this would not be, you know, it's not to their standard. But during the Brian Kelly era, Notre Dame has also got comfortable, even before Brian Kelly, but during Brian Kelly, who got there in 2010 and left in 2021, during that time, they got comfortable winning 8 to 12 games to get to two national championships, but you lose to Alabama. They got comfortable because they can win games. It looks good to win games. They got their big-time TV contract. That's a big reason why they won't leave independent because they have their own contract with uh, NBC, ABC, I believe. NBC. So we look at Brian Kelly because he was there the longest. From his very first year in 2010, we're going to read off Brian Kelly's records. 8-5, and 8-5. and 12-1, and 9-4, and 8-5, and 10-3, 4-8, 10-3, 12-1, 11-2, 10-2, 11-1, and Eleven and one, and then they made the bowl game while he was gone. And Mark Freeman now considered that on his record at zero and one. In two thousand and twelve, two years after Brian Kelly took over two thousand ten, they got to the national championship two thousand twelve, and they lost. They lost the BCS national championship. Then you know they make the playoffs a couple times, and they lose. Before Brian Kelly, Charlie Weiss got there in two thousand five. Now remember. Charlie Weiss is his offensive guru. They had a quarterback named Brady Quinn during that time. Charlie Weiss, his very first year was in 2005. He went 9-3, then 10-3. 3-9, 7-6, 6-6. So Brian Kelly, compared to Charlie Weiss, much better improved. Before Charlie Weiss, they had Tyrone Willingham, who went 10-3, 5-7, 6-5. And, and, 
Not very good. Then they had Bob Davey after the legendary Lou Holtz, who went seven and six, nine and three, five and seven, nine and three, five and six. His very first year was in 1997. Then, of course, the legendary Lou Holtz, who was there in 1986, who went 5 and 6, 8 and 4, 12 and 0, 12 and 1, 9 and 3, 10 and 3, 10, 1 and 1, 11 and 1, 6, 5 and 1, 9 and 3, 8 and 3. Now, we talked about 1988. They went 12 and 0, 1, Fiesta Bowl, the national championship. We won't go much further because they do have a rich history of winning games. They have that standard, they have that in their brain where they have to win. At some point, during this time, they've strived to try to win championships like most programs, but they become comfortable because they've got their money. They've got facilities. They have the brand name where we're Notre Dame. Now, do some of us give Brian Kelly a hard enough time? Yes, I am not the biggest Brian Kelly fan, but he did bring wins to Notre Dame. He's not the coach to win you the national championship. Did they recruit well? We talked about some of the recruiting numbers. They were in the top 20s of recruiting classes. But that means you are still losing out some of these recruits from a ranking standpoint to these other programs who are probably winning national titles, who are probably getting farther. Notre Dame is on the cusp of winning national titles, but they lose one or two regular season games and they're out because that independence hurts them. They get to the national championship game and then get beat by 40 due to recruiting and due to coaching. Marcus Freeman might be able to be that coach to get that over. The question is, and so far proven it, is getting the recruits. But why will Notre Dame possibly not win a championship probably this year? And who knows how long it will take. Notre Dame has proven they can give Marcus Freeman time because they gave Brian Kelly a very long time. They will give him time to try to build it up, which is what you want. But until they join a conference, until something changes in their schedule, I do not foresee them winning a championship. Will they compete? Will they win 11 to 12 games? Yes, they will. But if Alabama keeps up on their trajectory, if Clemson bounces back, if USC now becomes a big-time powerhouse with Lincoln Riley, If Florida can turn it around, if, I hate to say this, Ohio State turns it back, turns back the dial a little bit, and they start to come back. If Oklahoma can continue its thing with Coach Venables now down there. All these coaching changes. If coaches like this can continue to go upwards with their programs, Marcus Freeman's going to have a tough go. Notre Dame is still a brand name. But it's not what it was in the 80s. Some people would rather go to a different school. Marcus Freeman can be that coach, though, to turn it around. But as of today, we do not see them winning a title. We have to see how they play in that first game. Because it all comes down to effort. Do you trust the coach? And we've checked a lot of boxes off. So, should we write off Notre Dame completely? No. But something is going on in South Bend that can either go big time and they can finally dust off the rust and dust the dust off and win a title or can they, are they going to continue to be a team that can recruit some good tight ends good linemen 
but then just can't pull out certain big games and they go 11 and 1 10 and 2 11 and 2 12 and 1 not get to that title game but stay comfortable uh, that wraps up this episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Um, again, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really helps uh, the algorithm and gets the views out there. Uh, if you're listening to audio form, please uh, follow it and rate it. Leave it a five-star review if you can on Apple. Check out the Coach Steve Show at uh, patreon.com slash Show. Uh, go get yourself a tier. We're going to start uh, putting content on there. Check out all the other episodes um, of the podcast. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, thank you guys again. Uh, check out all the other episodes. Uh, try to put more out there. Try to maybe get some guests on there so you're not listening to me the whole time. But thank you guys so much. Uh, this has been Coach D. This is another episode. And uh, we are out of here. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.